All right, welcome back. It's a Lions Victory Monday. It's very exciting. Mike in Tecumseh's excited too. Mikey, what'd you think of that game yesterday? Well, welcome to the Runwick uh, Sports Show. But uh, I've never seen that many goal line stands in all my life in one game. So there was it, it, towards the end of the, the 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 third quarter. It was like I think there was like eight or seven or eight plays that were run from inside the Detroit ten yard line, and they just kept yeah. stacking them up and stacking them up and stack. It was unbelievable. And then the ticky tack uh, call in the end zone on fourth down had to do it all over again. I know they finally got in. It's just amazing game. It was. It was. it was fun. And look, they're winning different ways, and it's exciting. Uh, Mike, I appreciate the call. I just think, look, this is a, it's very, it's a, it's a fun time to be a Lions fan. And after all the the nonsense that we've had to, to endure over the years, uh, this is particularly satisfying. Um, I know Congresswoman Debbie Dingell is also uh, a, a big fan. I, I, Congresswoman, I hope you're wearing a lot of Honolulu blue on the Hill these days. I was happier than I had a great weekend between the win on Saturday and the Michigan. Yeah, we look good. Yeah, we do. In all ways, Detroit Lions, University of Michigan, the state of Michigan look good over the weekend. How are we looking about this funding bill? Because uh, obviously the Republicans were able to get their act together. They elected a new House speaker. But um, Mike Johnson is proposing a new two-step stopgap bill that is angering some in his conference. Um, how do you view this? So I'm looking to get more information, quite frankly. I never thought cheering for the Lions and having a winning season would be easier than getting <laughs> and keeping the government open, but that is what we're looking at right now. Uh, we have some meetings today where we will see more about these proposals. What's not clear to me is if they're cuts in um, what we would do I want to keep the government open. We are, it is right before the holidays. There are a lot of good men and women that work in the government every single day that should not be losing their paycheck at the holidays. And it impacts our national security. It impacts everything from the safety of our food and our farmers and the efficient running of airports. And I could go on and on and on. And I hope we find a way to keep the government open this week, but I will remind people that a common sense keeping the government open 45 days ago is what cost Kevin McCarthy his seat. Well, Mike Johnson, in this particular proposal, some government agencies would be funded until January 19th. Others would be funded until February uh, 2nd. And what's what seems to be absent from this particular spending bill is funding for for Israel, funding for Ukraine, are those non-negotiables for you? Uh, I mean, funding for Ukraine, uh, I, I mean, in the Mideast right now, uh, I, that's why I'm waiting to go into briefing. How much money is there? When will what these government needs, what the humanitarian aid requires, run out? So I'm very concerned the White House is already opposed to this proposal. So uh, I've just gotten back to Washington. I was home all weekend, and we have a lot of briefings, including classified briefings tomorrow. And we'll see where this goes. But I am 
at best 50-50 that we keep the government open. And I think that's unacceptable, Chris. Has there been a, a shift in in the tone from Kevin McCarthy to Mike Johnson? Has there been um, any noticeable difference in the way Mike Johnson is ushering in this 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 new uh, kind of new frontier for the Republicans on on Capitol Hill? Has, has there been any noticeable difference to you? So this is what I'm going to say to you. I actually know Mike. I've introduced bills with him in the past. Uh, he is a civil man. He believes in treating everybody with respect, and he has been on a honeymoon period. Do I agree with him on many issues? No. He's got a far more conservative approach, and I don't agree with him on a number of policy issues. But as I've always said to you, since you've known me, you can disagree agreeably. Mm -hmm. And I think the tone that he has taken to date has to try to preach that in what he is doing. He's being destroyed by any number of people that I I, I think social media is one of the worst things that's happened, that everybody's looking for the gotcha or how do you go after him? He has a caucus that is diverse and does not understand the importance of agreeing on something, trying to be unified on something. And he is governing in a very difficult time. I will stand up for what I believe is right. I will fight hard for the policies that I think the people elected me uh, to deliver on. But I will always do it in a manner that I believe is civil. And I think that he is trying to do that, though I think he's going to be sorely tested this week. So then with that type of mentality or that type of attitude, does that lend to potentially more people maybe like you considering uh, or or at least listening to some of the proposals coming out of the Republican caucus being led by Mike Johnson? I think there are a number of us that want to listen and understand it, but we also have some very serious concerns, and you went right to the heart of some of those serious concerns in talking about what, what was not in there. The second proposal that they had, which would be a clean CR, would make 8% cuts, which is straight across the board, which is just simply unacceptable. Well, and and something else that isn't involved in that is that is money going towards the the southern border. Obviously, that has been um, a a problem for for some time. The the president and the vice president uh, say that they're trying to address it, but but it has become a bigger issue over uh, the last couple of years, it, it seems more and more people are coming across, and that is not being addressed here. That's certainly something that the money that the president would like to see. Where, where are? What is your view on the state of politics today? I mean, obviously, it's still hotly contested. There's a lot of disagreeing happening uh, in Washington, but it, it, we're, we're entering a year now of of an important election cycle where where the president will be decided once again by the American people. Do you? Do, do you find a, a, a path for the president as an incumbent to, 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 to win this thing again? Look, this, I'm one of those people, as you well know, who always says election, polls mean nothing to me. Yeah. And I was the person that told everybody that Donald Trump was going to win Michigan. You were. I don't know if you even believe me. So I, it's a year out, and I think this is going to be a competitive race. I am worried about these times. I'm worried 
about the kind of language that we're already hearing, the kind of threats that are happening. Chris, you know what worries me right now is the physical violence that people threaten towards each other. And it's, it's not limited to one side or the other. You get it from both sides. Uh, the tone out there, uh, people fearful, people fearful of being involved, people uh, fearful of working polls because they're afraid of the kind of violence that mm. might be directed at them. Uh, I'm, I'm more concerned about just the kind of vitriolic language we heard from one of the potential candidates over uh, the weekend. I just, I am worried about the tone that is out there. And I, I, I didn't know what the word doxed was a month ago. I've been doxed twice this month. And you have? Uh, yes. And, uh, um, but I'm not going to change my number because I believe elected officials should be accessible and available to people. And I'm going to keep doing that. But the kind of viciousness yeah. that is out there can get scary. And I don't care who you are and where you are. And that is what bothers me about what we are watching right now in, in our society, in our community. Yeah, I, 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 well, I'm sorry that's happened to you first. I, um, I don't think that should be happening to anybody. But, but there's also, I mean, there's a, a, a certainly a, a change in tone when it comes to what we're seeing on college campuses. I think there are people that are fearful for their lives that are having to, to fight a different battles here at home. Um, that that is is particularly troubling and needs to be addressed. Um, Congresswoman Debbie Dingell, thank you so much. Appreciate the time you carve out for us, and we'll talk again very soon. Thanks, Chris. Look forward to it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you have a good one. That's Congresswoman Debbie Dingell. I'd love to get your thoughts on this. 800-859-0957. The new Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, has proposed a new stu- two-stop gap funding bill to avert a government shutdown. That's coming in the next couple of days. And that would require a continuing resolution on on money. Where are you at on that? We'll get to you next here on JR Afternoon.